wisdom of God in a mystery. I want you to understand it. It's a mystery. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. That means to these people, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. Mystery, even a mystery, hit from ages through history, generations, but now it's made manifest to his saints, the nation, victory. You're listening to, listening to, now since Mysteries of the Bible has been on the air, uh, our main goal was to establish truth according to God. Welcome to another episode of Mysteries of the Bible. I am your host, Mr. Powells, and I would like to introduce my co-host. St. James, how's everyone doing this evening? How are you doing this evening, Mr. Powers? I'm doing great. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, sir. I'm good. It's, just, it's wonderful and a blessing to be back here, having the opportunity to record another, another fabulous, I can't say, see, I guess it's so messed up. I can't even say fabulous because it, it brings in a whole other connotation. <laughs> um, <laughs> another wonderful episode of Mysteries of the Bible. Yes, sir. Absolutely, and uh, we always want to thank our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for the opportunity to teach His Word, as we have been <clears throat> taught and ordained to do. Um, it's been a lot going on, uh, St. James, as you, as you can see. Um, it's been a while since we have been uh, uh, recorded a show, so we just want to let everybody know we're still doing our thing. Um, everybody still still keep in tune. There's a lot of more episodes coming, a lot of more seasons coming. Um, there's a lot that's going on in the world, um, St. James, and... Uh, yeah. Coming up in, in the next season, we're gonna be addressing a lot of those things. Um some of the stuff we might be addressing at the end of this season. Um it's just to let everybody know the time that we're in in St. James, <clears throat> very serious time that we're in. Um so serious that your life depends on it. And um right. just let everybody know that God is working and everything that you see happening right now, um it's is God working. Even though some of the stuff that's being done is not being done by the hand of God, but by Satan. But nevertheless, it's all leading towards um, the time, the, the end time, practically. Um, so, you know, everybody has to stay in the word, stay in prayer, and follow Christ. And the number one thing is you have to come into the truth, which is the purpose of why we teach here. To show you that we're the only ones that have the truth, St. James. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, you know, there's a lot going on, St. James. Um um what do you what do you say about that the things that's going on in the world real quick it's like where do you even begin um i mean i think you said it very well right it's you know part of the reason that we haven't even had the opportunity to record a show in a minute is because this there are so many different things that have been going on so many different things that have been happening and without the word of god and the information that we have received from the Holy God and come for the Holy Apostle and Chirpi Sazadakia, um, people will be literally losing their minds. And that's, I mean, you see it happening right now where this people's connection with reality is starting to drift away based on the different circumstances they may find themselves in. So now, especially, uh, as because things really haven't started getting that bad yet, but they, they're about to be. I mean, and it may sound like a very strange thing to say, especially after going through 2020, but that's <laughs> all just the beginning. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you scaring people now, St. James. You said it's not, it's going to get worse than this. Uh, yeah. That's what the scripture yeah. says. It's going to get worse. That's than exactly this. what the scriptures say. Yes, sir. And the amazing thing about it is that, um, we have been, uh, taught by the Holy Ghost and comforter, by the comforter, the way the scripture says, which is the Holy Spirit. And we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. 
in a bit once we go into the, this topic because it's going to take the Holy Spirit to reveal certain things that's written about in scriptures. It's going to take the Holy Spirit to be able to get the understanding of the scriptures, St. James, the things that we know have been revealed to us by the Holy God's and Comforter, which is uh, administration of the Holy Spirit. So in order for right. us to understand this word, in order for us to teach this word, it has to be revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. And we're going to right. talk about that because the topic that we're getting ready to go into, uh, St. James, I'm much coming, um, is dealing with baptism. And in order for you to be baptized and to know what baptism is, you have to have the Holy Spirit. St. James? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm saying that that's exactly why we put why we put everything out in this format and the form that we do because it can't be replicated. So e even the haters out there, because we know that there are some. Um, hey, but at least you're listening, and pretty soon you're gonna be listening <laughs> on the paid platform. So uh, just, it's just extra dose of medicine, <laughs> medicine for you, <laughs> uh, just to take. But um, it, it can't be replicated. Nobody's gonna be able to go through and go through the scriptures and give like just the understanding where it actually makes sense and is connected right now. And you don't get the ha ha show. And this, I saw Jesus ha, today and yes, sir, I'm feeling good. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and, and then they call that having the Holy spirit. Um, but right. uh, you know, again, that's not what the Holy spirit is. Uh, St. James and, you know, people call themselves dancing in the middle of, you know, like they show you in the movies of Martin Lawrence, and he, even these guys, these comedians make fun of like they know it's all a gimmick. Uh, right. it's, all a, it's all a con. Um, and, and these um, preachers and preachers, they're there for money um, and, and just leading our people astray, which the scriptures speak about in Jeremiah the 23rd chapter, where the Lord actually charges them with, um, you know, trying to take our people from actually learning the truth. But yeah, this, this, we're gonna get into um baptism. Saint James, you want to say something? Yes, yeah, so and I was gonna say that, and and it's extremely offensive. Even though what they do is it, it is funny, it's still offensive because they they you put like we know and understand who our God is, who our Lord, King and Savior Jesus Christ is. So now now you take you know even though it's just a title, it's not his actual name, right? But you know mm -hmm. it's a title like Jesus Christ, and you take that and you make fun of it. It's it's offensive. Right. You know, and they don't even see that. And and the, in these churches, it, it, it's it's upsetting and bothersome because and God is mocked continually by the way that they go and do it. Yeah, it sounds funny, and they all have got that 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 common in. But we're gonna go through right now and show you how there's just no way. If, if you think you have been baptized because you jumped in the jacuzzi with the fruit of looms on, like the Holy God <laughs> God used to say, right? Um, <laughs> if you think that's what being baptized is, well, you know, buckle up. No. <laughs> it, the ride's about to begin. Right. So let, let's let, let's jump into it. Let's get into it. Um, so the topic that we're getting ready to go into is, is called, Have You Been Baptized? Hmm. Have you been baptized? And, and that's coming off of scripture. We're saying it in a more uh, term that's known today. The scriptures say it. When you when we go into scripture, you see exactly that. It's going to say the same thing. Basically, have you been baptized? And, and this is a question that, you know, you get to ask anybody out there that claims to be a believer in Christ. Have you been baptized? And uh, the response that we're going to get from those people is the same response that um, you're going to read about in the scriptures. To show it, it's the same exact thing. Their answer is going to be the exact same answer. It's because they don't have the understanding. 
and right. don't know anything that the scriptures speak about really because it, again it takes the holy spirit for you to be baptized and what baptism is and what it represents the first scripture i want to go into um saint james so we're going to go into this uh this is some good information um this this, this topic on baptism can go real deep so we're going to mm-hmm. be pretty basic for the, the audience out there we know the majority of the audience out there is people that's learning and, and eventually want to come in um we are receiving emails of people that want to continue to learn so continue sending those emails we're going to be reaching out to you and showing you how you can get in touch with us and um you know the apostles and and the chief priests that you know do the teaching for the israelite church of god and jesus christ so you could eventually become a member because this is where the truth is at this is the straight gate so saint james anything you want to say on that that's it and that's the only way that's it that's the only way the straight gate so let's start in first john chapter 5 verse 19 there's a couple of things that we're going to get out of there and we're going to start out to show you um What's going on with the world today? <laughs> and what's going on with us? There's a lot of church of God in Jesus Christ. The ones that's in the truth and the one that's in the know and the ones that have been ordained to teach God's word. So let's read that and let's see what that leads us, uh, St. James. Yes, sir. First John chapter five and verse 19. And we know that we are of God. You see that? We know. St. James, we know that we are of God. The ones that's in the Israelite church of God and Jesus Christ, we know that we are of God. We know that the things that have been manifested to us is by the Spirit. The fact that we know that we're from the lost tribes of the nation of Israel, that is by the Holy Spirit, St. James. The fact that we know that we're the chosen people of God and that we're going to be eventually, if we continue in the path of righteousness and accepting our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and following his commandments, we will receive everlasting life. We know that that's of the Spirit. We know that in order for us to be, in, be into the truth, that God had to choose us, not us choose him. But he chose us. So we know that we are of God. Everything that we do and the way we follow God according to the scriptures shows us that we are of God, St. James. Yes, sir. No, absolutely. That's it. And we know that we are of God. Now, if we know that we are of God, then what else do we know, Mr. Powers? <laughs> we know what's going on with the rest of the world. Oh man, look at that! That's amazing. It's right there All in the right? same verse. Oh what? wow! So let's read that from the top again, verse nineteen. Yes, sir. <laughs> and we know that we are of God. Now we know that we are of God. Now what's going on with everybody else? What's going on with the rest of the world? What's going on with these churches that came to claim to be followers of Jesus Christ? What's going on with the whole world? Read on. And the whole world lieth in wickedness. You see that? And the whole world lieth in wickedness. That that can be no that can be any more clear than what you see going on in your everyday life, St. James. That's absolutely right, Mr. Powers. All you have to do is turn on the TV, St. James. Read the paper. Read, right. the, you know, read the the, the pop-ups that come up from these different news articles, and you're going to see that this world is lying in nothing but complete wickedness. St. James? Yes, sir. Yeah, and I'm the same. Like, what is it? I mean, it's it's amazing when we look at the scripture, and this is these are scriptures that, you know, we've seen before, and it said the whole world lieth in wickedness. Like, what does it really mean to lie <laughs> in wickedness? Like, if you're lying down, that wickedness is everywhere. It's all everywhere. over you. Lying with, like, you, you are lying in bed. In wickedness. Yeah, you, yeah it's, it's everywhere. You are as, in as, bed with wickedness. You are deep uh, in it. 
deep dive. <laughs> and, and it's amazing. And, because, go ahead. And and just like you're saying, I mean, that's what that's what you see when it goes outside. That's when when you can't even when you can't even turn on a kid's show. And 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 now you have to watch even what cartoons are showing because now you've got things like you know you know two dads and two moms and car- like and everyone's got to be identified and accounted for and and politically correct and everything like not there's no identification you know what that's bad it's because everything is bad right and I mean and it's getting to, I mean we we surpassed the time of the Great Flood St James. Right. Where the word tells you in Genesis 6 and 5, we're not going to, you know, you don't have to go there, but uh, I can read it real quick. In Genesis 6 and 5, it says, and God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was evil, was only evil continually. St. James. Right. This is exactly what's going on today at a much, much higher level where you see nothing but evil. Yes, sir. And that's where where it's all feeding in at too. And that's what's crazy. It's all being constantly streamed via these devices, via the, you know, the net, the web, oh, <laughs> however yeah. you want to say it, is is constantly being there and, and it's influential. Right. And so and that's and part so of the look, plan. That's right. Yep. It's the part it's part of Satan's plan. Satan is 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 the power of the air. A saint has deceived the old world. This is Satan's kingdom because in God's kingdom, everything that you see happening right now would not be happening in God's kingdom. So this is Satan's kingdom. No shadow right. of a doubt. You're living in this kingdom and you want to get, uh, uh, you make make it successful in this kingdom. There's, there's certain things that you have to do. You know, I mean, you can be successful with God, but the majority, the majority of people's planet Earth is lying in wickedness. So anything you see right. happening in this world is all leading to wickedness. Like you said, the influence, the music, the movies, the shows, everything's starting to add certain things to it. You must. You, it seems like they're all receiving the same theme. Uh, same right. theme, the same theme everywhere. The same type of wickedness, the same type of you see happening in every show and in every arena that you see it. It's like this is what's being told to them because again, Satan is the one doing the teaching out in the world, not God. Right, and that's the whole concept of something going viral, right? Is exactly where, right. Where where everyone is have the same mind and the same opinion either that's so funny or that's amazing or how how evil like or how funny like everyone's with the same mind and the same opinion that's so that's what that's what it means when you go viral <laughs> right and and again and this is something we're going to touch on later on but this is the purpose of everybody becoming one mm-hmm. um, um you see the world becoming one which is not nothing new people think this is something new we need to be a global citizen you know that's the new that's the new terminology um St. James, you, you got to be part of the global citizenship. Are you part of the global citizenship? It's no longer the United States. It's no longer China, but it's the globe. The globe is all about the globe. Global warm, warming. You have to save the earth. You have to be a global citizen, which is, again, being that in that one mindset. But that one mindset is not in righteousness. It's in evil. And it's right. against God. And we have went over this before, but this is Satan's plan coming back on the earth. This is why you see this place being so wicked. So if this place is so wicked, St. James, how do you have, I mean, so many churches? And we're going to address the Baptist church because this is the topic. Have you been baptized? Where you actually have a congregation that's calling themselves Baptist. Do they really know what that means, St. James? That's a good question. Let's find out, sir. And we know that we are of God in the whole world, life, and wickedness. So let's read verse 20, because this is where I want to 
going to verse 20 real quick. And we know that the Son of God is come and have given us an understanding. Right there. See that right there? Yep. Read on. That, that we may know him that is true. That's right. And we are and we are in him that is true. Even in his son Jesus Christ. Right. So we know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even in his son Jesus Christ. So and we know that we and we know that the Son of God has come. We know he came. That's our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He was manifested in the flesh and have given us an understanding. That's the point right there, St. James. In order for you to understand anything, St. James. That understanding has to be given to you by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So when you have people walking around say they have that their baptism, you ask you ask them, have you received the Holy Spirit? How have you been baptized? Like like the name of the topic is, and they're not going to give you an answer that is realistic. They're not going to give you an answer according to the Scriptures. The only thing that they're going to say is one little thing, and they stuck right there, because they don't have the understanding of the Word. They don't understand what being baptized is. Because they don't have that understanding. In order for you to understand the word, St. James, what has to happen? Let's go to the book of Luke. Because again, it says, shows you that we're in the truth and that God has given us what? Given us the understanding. So how do we get that understanding that God gave us? Jesus Christ had to open it up for us. Luke 24 and 44 and 45. Wait a minute. So you mean to tell me that it's going to say in, in the Bible... It, it takes Jesus Christ to open up, and if you do understand something, then it has to be right. given to you by Jesus Christ. Are That's you serious? Right. Yep. And then the, the complete opposite of that: if you don't have an understanding, it's because Christ didn't give it to you. Wow. So if everyone <laughs> says that they're God fearing and and yes, that they that they love Jesus and all that, and <laughs> and it's not according yeah. to the word. And he has not given you the understanding. Wow. <laughs> Which is the majority of the world, because the majority of the world is doing what? Lying in wickedness. <laughs> That's right. Huh. Luke chapter 24, verses 44 and 45. Yes, Keep sir. Me, and he said unto them, these are the words which I spake unto you. So this is when it says, and he said unto them, this is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And he is speaking... Um, to his apostles, and he said, and he said unto them, read on. While I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled. These which are were the written words. In... Go ahead, I'm sorry, I'm... read it again from the top. Yes, sir. And he said unto them, these are the words which I spake unto you, while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled. Read on. Which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets, and in the Psalms concerning me. Okay, so this is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He's speaking to um to his apostles. Um, and he's getting ready to leave again because he already went through what he had to go through, and he's showing them that everything that he had told them had to be fulfilled because it was written already. Where was it written at? It was written in the law. What is the law? That's the first five book of Moses, uh St. James, that's Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and it says which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets. The prophets is everything from Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Malachi, and in the Psalms. The Psalms were written by what? The Psalms were written by David, just 150 books that was written by David. And he says, concerning me. So when you go throughout the whole scriptures, 
which we're going to go into another scripture later on when he, he lets you know that he comes in the bottom of the book. It is all concerning who? Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So in order in order for you to get that understanding, to see that Jesus Christ is all over the Bible, and to get the understanding of the Bible, what has to happen? Read verse 45. Then open he their understanding. Read it again. Then open he their understanding. Then open he their understanding. Then Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, open up their understanding. That means that in order for you to understand the scriptures, what has to happen? Christ has to open up your understanding. Read on. That they might understand the scriptures. You see that? So when we read in 1 John chapter 5, verse 19 and 20, where it tells you that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has given us the understanding, that means he gave us the understanding of the scriptures. He gave us the understanding of everything that's going on. For us to know what's going on from A to B and from B to Z, St. James, for us to know prophecies and, and know what's going on from the time we're living in to the time that's in the future to the time that happened before us, God has to give us the understanding of the scriptures. And in order for those scriptures to be given, that understanding to be given, God had to send certain people. He had to send certain men while he was in his absence. We know that. The scriptures say that he will send us the, the, the God's and comfort. And what was the God's and comfort? Which is the Holy Spirit. He said he will bring everything back into our remembrance, the things that was already taught to us. So he was going to open that back up, St. James. But that's mm -hmm. just to show you that the understanding is sealed unless God opens it up. There's another There's another scripture in the Bible that tells you in the book of Isaiah, when it tells you to read this, he said, I cannot, for it is sealed. Right. It has to be opened up. And in, in order for that to be opened up, what has to happen? God has to open up the understanding that you might understand the scriptures. See that? So in order for you to open this book and understand this, but you can open up and read it all you want. It doesn't mean you're going to understand it. If that understanding is not revealed to you, you have people thinking that um, that the Gentiles is talking about everybody on the planet Earth. Mm -hmm. and, and guess what? In certain part of the scriptures it is, in certain part of the scriptures it's not. <laughs> <laughs> how do you know which is different how do you know that is that there's even a difference between gentiles how do you know that one gentile is referring to the children of israel and one gentile is referring to the nations how do you know to discern which is which again that has to be given the understanding has to be given to you saint james yes and 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 that's where you know for the edification of listening audience that's why you see so much reverence and you see mr powers and myself continually and all the guests that we have on the show continually going back saying this is from what we learn from the holy gods and comfort the holy apostle and chief our priest because without that we would have we would have no understanding i mean we we all came from different backgrounds from different walks of life different time all everything but one thing that is crystal clear and what brings it all together is it is it's, it's the Holy Spirit, right? It's the understanding of the word that we receive from the Holy Ghost and Comforter, and which is why we're so thankful and so appreciative. That's right. That's right. And if you know anything, if you know anything about the scripture, you know anything about the truth, you know that God will send Elijah the prophet back to bring back the hearts of the children to the fathers. But the understanding, the complete understanding that the scripture says will come through the comforter as it said out of Christ's mouth that when he leaves, that the comforter was going to come. And he's going to bring mm -hmm. everything back into our remembrance. You see that? Everything that has been taught, you have to remind us and bring it back to our remembrance because that understanding was going to be sealed until the comforter will come back, which is another prophet of God the Father and reveal all these things to us. This is how we're able to go into the scriptures and break everything down and give you understanding like we're about to give you right now concerning baptism.
and, and just real quick, Mr. Powers, and that's exactly mm -hmm. why when it says you bring back everything to remembrance, that's why you may look at something, you may have looked at a scripture a hundred times before, even a thousand times before, but as soon as you get the proper understanding, it's like a light bulb, like, oh, that's right. what I was talking about. Right, right, exactly. And, and that just shows you that that's that, that gift of edification is that it has to be given. Otherwise, you're sitting there looking at it cross-eyed for, for years. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, you know, and thank God for that. Thank God for the Holy God's comfort. Thank God for giving us the truth. And our job, as we have been taught and ordained by the gospel to go out and, and teach, okay, this is where we get our authority to teach, St. James. That's why uh -huh. you get your authority. That's where I get my authority. That authority is coming from Christ, okay, through the Holy God's comfort. That's where we get our authority to teach. Um, and we're out here to teach and to let everybody know the truth. So now we're getting ready to go into baptism. Have you been baptized? Okay, now what is baptism? Uh, St. James, you got people out there with all, this is why there's, there's a lot of things going on, nothing but confusion. What did God mm -hmm. say about that? Let's go to um 1 Corinthians 14.33, then we go get into baptism. 1 Corinthians 14.33, there's a lot of confusion out there, so we, we're here to clear up the confusion. Okay, this is our job. This is why the scriptures say this. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33. For God is not the author of confusion you see god is not the author of confusion so when you come in and you're teaching and you're being taught by the ones that's <laughs> sent by god to teach the ones that's been ordained by god to teach um you're gonna see that there's gonna be no confusion the confusion is by the ones that's been sent out by saint to teach and cause that confusion because they don't have the truth their job is to deceive the people and to have them believe that god is with them and that christ is with them and which is a prophecy in the bible that they will deceive many and come in Christ's name. In other words, saying that they are Christians. But when you look at it and you start seeing it from the perspective coming from the truth, you're going to see that what they have is nothing but complete lies. So again, what is baptism? Okay. You have what's called St. James. You have water baptism, right? Mm -hmm. um, and what these churches do is when they come to these churches, it, baptism is like a, it's like a rite. It's like a religious rite that they have. Um, where they sprinkle water on people's forehead and they dumped in like you like you mentioned in the jacuzzi. Okay. And this 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 is a this is a show to let them know that in order for you to be saved or to begin your walk of salvation, you actually have to be baptized by water. You know, it, it, like it, it's it's like you're purifying yourself in this water. Mm -hmm. But can water purify you? When we talk about purification, we talk about spiritually, St. James. Is water going to purify you spiritually? Because is baptism just talking about um, being purified in the flesh? Or is it something that's supposed to be done in the spirit? Okay, and this is where the people are confused at. They think that this is what they have to do. They have to take this right of being baptized, what they call baptism, be submerged in water. But what is baptism according to scriptures? What is going to clean you up according to the word of God? Is it water baptism, St. James? And if it is, then show me that in the scriptures. Um, now, is, some, is water baptism something that was being done in the word? Can you see that being done in the word? Yes, it was. It was done in the scriptures. But it was done for a particular reason and to a, to a particular point. Once it got to that point, then it was going to be something that was going to take over at that point without giving it away, St. James. Uh -huh. So let's read about that because, um, again, is water baptism something that you're supposed to be doing right now? Some people say, yeah, you know, this is what being a Baptist is all about. 
See, we have the truth. They're gonna say they have the truth. See, we we baptize, we get dumped in water, and we take the the, the religious rite <laughs> of purification, and now we are clean. And now we're you know we're on the road to salvation. And we don't, and we're some people say they're even saved. Oh, now we're saved. So again, th this is just to show you that um they don't have the truth. Uh, we're gonna go into what baptism is about. In order for you to be uh, truly baptized, it's gonna take um the Holy Spirit. So let's go into um Acts chapter nineteen and let's read verses two to four. And this great understanding was actually given to us by a class taught by the Holy Ghost and Comforter. Um, for those of you that's um, in the truth, that's listening, that the ones that would eventually come into the truth, you can you know, be able to uh, get this this class um, that we have. It's called, Have Ye Received the Holy Spirit Since You Believed? So again, this is going to go into uh, baptism, because in order for you to be baptized, which is purification, you have to receive the Holy Spirit. So, and this is something that was being done <laughs> The same thing that was being done during the time of the apostles, the same thing is being done right now. And you're going to see that the same answer and the same question that was given back then, it's the same answer and the same question that you're going to get now when we run into somebody that claims that they've been baptized. So let's go to the book of Acts chapter 19. Let me get there. Mm-hmm. I'm here when you're ready, sir. Okay, I'm there. So we can read Acts chapter 19, verse 2, please. And he said unto them, yeah, have you received? Speaking. I'm sorry, this is Paul. He was in Corinth and he was running to, um, um, uh, I think he's in Ephesus and he finds certain disciples, certain people that believed. Um, and this is what he said unto them. Read verse two. He said unto them, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? So this is what you're going to do when you run into somebody that's supposed to be a believer in Christ. Like you might run into somebody out there and they tell you that they baptized. <laughs> have you received the Holy Spirit? You claim you're a believer. Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believe, St. James? This is what's supposed to be asked of because again, in order for you to say that you're a believer, that means that you received the Holy Spirit. God has revealed his Holy Spirit to you. What did he do? He gave you understanding, right, St. James? That's right, sir. But you might understand the scriptures. That takes the spirit. How do you know that? Because we're going to go to scriptures later on where Christ actually tells you that when he speaks to you, that that is the spirit. And when he reveals certain things, that's the spirit. So have you received the Holy Spirit since you believe? So again, now why is this being asked? Um, because there was a point in time when there wasn't even, the Holy Spirit was something that wasn't even known. Um, and we're going to read about that right here. Read on. And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Spirit. <laughs> what you talking you, about? <laughs> they don't even know what the Holy Spirit is. Now, this time period right here that they live in is a time period, St. James, where the scriptures was known. You had mm -hmm. doctors of the scriptures. You had lawyers. Of the, this, this was like the norm during this time in these different areas, okay, that was uh, um, nearby Jerusalem. Like everybody heard of John the Baptist. Everybody heard of the fame of Christ. Everybody heard of King Solomon. So everybody knew the scriptures. But here you have people saying that they had had not so much as heard whether they be any Holy Spirit. Even during the time where they were supposed to have known the Holy Spirit. David, at the time where the Spirit wasn't even, the Holy Spirit wasn't even known, he had the Holy Spirit, St. James. 
So again, this is showing that in order for you to know certain things, it has to be revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. And you have these people saying they have not so much as even, they have not so much as her, whether they be any Holy Spirit. So again, in order, so how are you a believer if you don't have the Holy Spirit? Because you don't have all that information. So read on. Verse three, and he said unto them, unto what then were ye baptized? Right, so this is exactly what the topic is. Have you been baptized? So this is what Paul came and said. You don't have the Holy Spirit. You don't know what the Holy Spirit is. Until what then were you baptized? How are you a believer if you don't have the Holy Spirit? If you don't even know what the Holy Spirit is, how can you say you are a believer? How can you walk around and say you are a believer in Jesus Christ, yet you don't have the Holy Spirit? Well, some people are going to tell you today that they, they do have the Holy Spirit, and they're completely lying to you, say James. <laughs> You, mm -hmm. ask them, well, you have the Holy Spirit, yes. You come back and ask him, well, what is the Holy Spirit? He <laughs> said, well, I, I felt it. I was going to stand up that one time, and I was going to dance, and I was going to get it. And right. It was, it started, it the thing started playing and trombone and going, and I was going to get up and clap, and I almost had it. They think that the Holy Spirit is also speaking speaking in what they call tongues. Um, Try, try to... Uh, they try to redo what took place in the book of Acts, again, with no understanding. And they start speaking in these different tongues. And and, and it is a tongue because God understands what you're saying. That's why you don't repeat it because you don't know what they're saying. But where are they right. getting that from? That's not from God. <laughs> because when God speaks through tongues, that's to edify the people through understanding to people that were speaking different languages. So I'll give you an example of that. Uh, St. James, if I come to you and we're talking about the truth, and there's somebody next to us that's, that's, that speaks Spanish and is listening, then the Holy Spirit through the, the, the gift of tongues would allow that individual to understand what we're saying, even though they don't know English. And it would allow us to understand what that person's saying, even though we don't know Spanish. That was the gift of tongue, be able to speak a language without ever having to ever learn. Okay, that is the gift mm -hmm. of tongues. That came down to the Holy Spirit. So you have some people out in the world that say, yeah, they have the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I got the gift of tongues. They start talking some weird language. That's not the, <laughs> that's not the Holy Spirit. Um, and this is what's going on in these churches today. This is why God said he is not the author of confusion. What is that? That is confusion. So if you say you don't have the Holy Spirit, how are then are you baptized? How then are you a believer? Okay, that brings up now the topic of baptism. How are you a believer without being baptized? What causes to bring, what causes you to be baptized? Because there's a doctrine out there of baptism. Saint James, there's a doctrine out there of baptism. They're gonna tell you what exactly what the scriptures say here. Let's read mm -hmm. verse two and three again. And he said unto them, "Have you?" Excuse me, verse two again. He said unto them, "Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed?" And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Spirit. And he said unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. You see that? Exactly the answer you're going to get from people out there today, St. James. How are you? Are you baptized? Yeah. How are you baptized? Yeah, we're Baptists. What kind of Baptist do you follow? I'm bringing it up to date, St. James. Yeah, mm -hmm. we're, we're under John's baptism. <laughs> Wait. Wait a minute, you're in the John's baptism? Yeah, we're following the rites that John did. He baptized people with water. That's what John's baptism was about. Are you not a Southern Baptist or what is it? 
<laughs> or Methodist baptism, all type of baptism. <laughs> and they claim that their right of baptism comes from the ministry of what John was doing. But what they don't understand because they don't have the Holy Spirit, St. James, is that John was doing that for a reason. There's a reason why John was doing that. And it was all leading to a certain point. Once they got to that point, this was not something that was supposed to be kept generational. It was leading up to something. And if you know anything about John the Baptist and his ministry, you know that that was leading up to something. Okay. Now, John the Baptist, he was known as the Baptist. Now, what was he the Baptist of? This is what people don't even know. Here's a question for everybody, St. James. Mm -hmm. John, let's see if people can answer this question. Did John the Baptist, why was he known as John the Baptist? That's one. Why was he known as John the Baptist? Okay. Did John, here's the question for everybody, St. James. Did John, because did John also preached, this is what a lot of people forget. Not only was he doing, um, um, taking people in the river and putting water on them and letting them know about that baptism, but he was also preaching. Now, here's a question for everybody. Let's see, St. James, if they can answer this one. John the Baptist, did he preach more or did he baptize more? <laughs> and when I say hmm. baptize, talk about water baptism. Did he do more water baptism? Baptism, or was he preaching more? Let's see if they can get that. Let's give them a second, St. John. I'm St. James. St. <laughs> James, I know you can answer that for me. Did he preach more, or did he baptize more with water? Oh man, this is multiple choice. No, this is just not true, false. Okay, let me see. Uh, uh, he preached more, sir. Of course, of course he did. Of course he did. And what did he preach? He was known. And this is the answer right here. Matter of fact, I don't even gotta tell it to you. Read verse three again, and we're gonna go to verse four and get the answer. And he said unto them, "Unto what then were you baptized?" And they said, "Unto John's baptism." Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance. Right, right. You see that? John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance. What did John preach? He preached the baptism of repentance. Come on. Saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, so you mean to I'm tell me back. that? No, it's okay. Wait, wait, wait. You mean to tell me that John's ministry... Led to had to lead to a certain point. Is that what the scripture is telling us right here? And the reason why he preached and the reason why he baptized was because he was leading to a certain point. Let's read that again. That they should believe on him, which should come after him. You see that? Mm. He's telling you the purpose of his ministry. The reason why he was baptizing with water and giving them the baptism of repentance by preaching is to let them know these two, they are to believe on the one that should be coming after him. What was he doing? He was preparing the way. What was his job, uh, St. James? To prepare the way. What was the prophecy? That one that was to come was to prepare the way for Christ. That's right. So how do you have people saying that they're Baptists 
That means they're not accepting that Christ came. Because the fact that John came and did baptism, it was to prepare them for when Christ came. <laughs> you see that? So if you're calling yourself a Baptist, you're not actually following the ways of Christ. You're following the ways of John. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's, that's a shock right there. Like, wait a minute, what? I mean, I believe... Well, if you're a Baptist, no, you don't. Let's hold that right there and let's go to another scripture real quick. Um, just to show you something. We just want to show you something real quick here because we mentioned that it says it right there, but we're going to go to another scripture just to show you um, that that's what he did. Go to uh, Acts 13 and read verse 24. This is, this is what John did. This was his ministry. Yes, sir. Let's read Acts 13, verse 24. Yes, sir. Let's start from 23. I like this part right here. 23. Of this man's seed hath God, according to his promise, raised unto Israel a Savior, right, Jesus. This man's seed. That man's seed is talking about David So and Jesse, uh, the son of Jesse, David, the son of Jesse. So this man's seed is talking about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He came out of the line of David. Okay, so the seed that he came out of was of the line of David through his mother Mary. So of this, if this, of this man's seed have God according to his promise, according to the scriptures, raised unto Israel a savior, Jesus. That's the word Jesus. Jesus means what? Savior, like you mentioned earlier. That's one of his titles. That's not his actual name. He's the savior of who? The savior of Israel. Read verse 24. When John had first preached before his coming, the <laughs> baptism. <laughs> Read it again. When John had first preached before his coming. Before his coming, because he was the one that was to prepare the way. When John had first preached before his coming, read on. The baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. You see that? You see that? Wow. And what did he do? Read verse 25. And as John fulfilled his course. Wait, 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 said, wait, 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 wait. Read it again. And as John fulfilled his course. Yeah, as John fulfilled his course, he fulfilled his calling. He fulfilled his ministry. What he was called to do, which is to baptize Israel and to let them know, to repent. The one that's coming is the one you need to follow. Now, why was he putting water in them? Because that was the order that came from Christ. That he told them to baptize them with water. That he told them, Baptize them with water. Why? Because just like God would tell the rest of his prophets, he told certain prophets, marry a harlot. St. James, I want you to feel how I feel when the children of Israel transgress against me. He would tell mm -hmm. the prophets certain things symbolically so they could get the understanding, so they could paint the picture. What was John doing? He was painting the picture, St. James. You see what I'm doing right now? I'm putting water over you. Just like water cleanses your flesh, when the one that comes after me is going to cleanse your spirit through the word, through the Holy Spirit. This is what John was doing, St. James. That's Not right. that he's supposed to continue in the ministry of John baptism, talk about I need to be baptized by water in order to be saved. That was supposed to lead up to Christ. And we're going to read about that. We just jumped a little bit, but that's okay. Let's read that part again. And as John fulfilled his course, he said... Whom think ye that I am? Yeah, who do you think that I am? Because some people ask him, are you the Christ? Are you Elijah? Even though the, 
he himself at that point didn't know it was Elijah had to be real to him. Are you that prophet, which is again dealing with our Lord Savior Jesus Christ? What did he say? I am not he. Yeah, I am not the Christ. Read on. But behold, there cometh one after me. Yeah, he's the one, the one that's coming after him is the one that he's preparing Israel to receive. Come on. Whose shoes of his feet I am not worthy to loose. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not even worthy to take off his shoes. Okay, so this is showing you John the Baptist's ministry. Let's go back to the book of Acts. This is showing you his ministry and his purpose, St. James, why he came on the earth. Why did he have to wait? Because he was in the wilderness for a while. When you know the story of John, mm -hmm. St. James, until the That's time right. of his calling. Why? Because he had to wait for Christ to reach a certain age. This is all set up. This was all set up on purpose, the way it was set up. When John started preaching, Christ came a little bit after him, not too long after him, because what was what was John the Baptist's job? It was to prepare the way, and what was Christ supposed to teach? His ministry was supposed to start at thirty years old. So remember, they was they they were six months apart from each other. So John had to wait to a certain point until God the Father told him go out and preach. And when you preach and teach, and you use the symbolic of water. Let them know the one that's coming after you, he's going to clean you up. And we're going to read about that. So let's go back to Acts chapter 19. Mm -hmm. And let's read yes, verse 4. Uh, verse then, 3 to 4 again. Sorry. And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. So now what happens to these people when they heard this? Read. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them. No, no. Verse 5. When they what? And when they heard this, right. they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. You see that? They was baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Jesus Christ left the planet, he told his disciples to go preach to Israel all over the world and baptize in the name of Jesus Christ. That's to go out and do what? That's dealing with another baptism. What's another baptism that was coming? But you have what's known as spiritual baptism, St. James. Okay, and this is what we're going into right now. This is what Christ is coming to do. He was going to baptize everyone with the Holy Spirit. Let's read about that. Let's go to um. Let's go to Matthew's the third chapter, and let's read about of the ministry of John. Okay. We started getting to the, the, the meat of what the class is about. So again, we're going to show you that that water, you go to what, what does water do? Same thing. You, you take a shower every day. That's right. I hope everyone so, takes a shower we once should, a day. We hope at least once a day, right? Especially in the summer. Yeah. But again, what is water? Water is, is purification. So when you are taking a shower, you're purifying yourself, you're purifying yourself or you're cleaning yourself up, St. James, from the dirt that's in your body. But is that cleaning you up spiritually? Is that cleaning you up from your sins? Is that cleaning you up from the evil? Because being dumped in water is no different than taking a shower. That's right. So how is that cleaning you up? It is symbolic. Okay, That was a symbolic representation of what Christ was coming to do. I, I thought that... Of, uh, I'm sorry? I said, but I thought that water was special. No, it was special. <laughs> <laughs> So then if that water was special, then what water 
was going to be special that the apostles had to go out and baptize everybody with. <laughs> they was going all throughout different lands baptizing people. They was baptizing them with the Spirit. That's right. <laughs> Let's get into that real quick. Let's go to Matthew third chapter. This is a. A lot of verses we're gonna be jumping around. We're gonna get into, we're gonna be touching on certain points. So let's get into the ministry of John. Um, and we might go to John the first chapter, but let's see, let's see, but let's stay in Matthew's the third chapter for right now. When you get there, you can begin. Matthew chapter three and verse one. In those days came John the Baptist. So again, we read the... a, so, I'm sorry. So we're reading we're reading about John the Baptist, the same thing that Paul had asked certain disciples that he's seen in Ephesus when he asked them how you received the Holy Spirit since you believe. And they said they haven't heard of the Holy Spirit. They asked him, by what then have you been baptized? And they said, by John's baptism. So now we're reading about the ministry of John. Read it again. In those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea. And this information right here that you can find that we're going to get ready to go into is taught by another beautiful class by the God's and Comfort, Holy Apostle and Chief of Priesthood, which is titled, He Must Increase, Part 4. He must increase the story of the suffering Messiah, part four. So let's read that again, please. In those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So you see that? He was doing more preaching, St. James, than he was actual water baptism. The water right. baptism is a symbolic Meaning it represented something, which we're getting ready to go into. So if it represented something and if it was to lead us to a certain point, how do you have people still following that to this day? That means that you're neglecting the fact that Christ came. Because from the time that Christ, that John the Baptist did what he had to do, Christ was supposed to pick it up from that point. This is how you know when John's disciples asked Christ about John being in prison. He did what he had to do. He, and even John said himself. He said when he seen Christ, he said he was glad. And he was joyful because he did his job. He knew that that was the one that was supposed to continue after him and clean everybody up and baptize St. James, everybody with the Holy Spirit. So let's read it again. In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying... Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Right. Who is the kingdom of heaven? That's the children of Israel, because they are the recipients of the kingdom of heaven. Come on. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Read that again. Make, read that again. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. Right. So again, this is a prophecy that you read about in the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verse 1 that before Christ made his coming, that there will be one that will prepare the way of the Messiah. There will be one that will be that will prepare the way of the one that was coming to save the children of Israel. Who was that? That's John the Baptist. And here it's revealing to you that that was the one. He is the one that was coming to prepare the way. Read it again. Verse 3. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Right. Go ahead. Make his path straight. Right. So he was the one that was coming to prepare the way. How was he coming to prepare the way? By preaching the baptism of repentance. To do what? So you could be forgiven of your sins when Christ comes. So he was coming to what? Prepare everybody. 
He was preparing everybody. Let's hold that right there and let's jump to Mark chapter 1 verse 4 real quick. What was he preaching? Repentance. We're just going to get another scripture so we can get it more clear. What, what, that's what a precept does. It gives you things more clear so you can see the bigger picture of it. So we're going to Mark chapter 1 verse 4 and we're going to get a little bit of the same story. But we're just going to get one verse that's going to show it to you real clear. Mark chapter 1 verse 4. John did baptize in the wilderness. Read it again. Preached. John did baptize in the wilderness. Where are you at? John, I'm sorry, Mark chapter 1 verse 4. Read it again. John did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Right, right, exactly. Hold on one second. You want verse 3, preparing and waiting? In the yeah, wilderness? That's, yeah, that's what I wanted. I wanted 3 yeah. and 4, thank you. All right, Mark chapter 1 verse no, no, 3. Let, you know what? Let's start from 1 real quick. Let's just speed up. Let's go real quick now. Start from one. This is a, this is good because this shows you the beginning of the, the gospel of Christ. Read it again. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So again, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. What took place when Christ's gospel began, when his good news began? It, it, it was passed on to him by John the Baptist, which is the one that was coming to prepare the way, announcing the way of becoming Messiah. Read on. As it is written in the prophets. So in order for Christ to come, in order for his beginning of his ministry to come, it was written in the prophets that something would happen first. What was going to happen first? Read. I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. You see that? He was going to send his messenger, the prophet of God the Father, which was who? John the Baptist. Read on. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Who was that? That was John the Baptist. Where was that prophesied in? It was prophesied in the book of Isaiah, the 40th chapter. Read verse 4. John did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance. He did what? Preached the baptism of repentance. So he did more preaching than he did actual water baptism. The preaching, the preached the baptism of repentance. Read on. For the remission of sins. Read verse 5. And there went out unto him all the land of Judea, and they of Jerusalem, and were all baptized of him in the river of Jordan, confessing their sins. Doing what? Confessing their sins. So again, he was letting them know he was preparing the way for them. Okay, he was preparing the way for them. So actually, we're going to stay here because this one brings it a little bit closer. We'll go back to Matthews for a little bit, but a lot of this information is here. So jump to verse 7 here since we were really starting to run out of time. Jump to verse 7 here, which is the same information we was going over Matthews, the third chapter. Verse 7. And preach, saying. And what is John preaching? What was John preaching? He was saying this. Read on. There cometh one mightier than I after me. Because what was he doing? He was preparing the way. As he was, everybody took him for a prophet. They knew he was a prophet. And what he was telling them, he was telling them to repent. And they was confessing their sins as they was getting the water put over them, symbolically representing something that was going to clean them up in the spirit. And St. James, as it was brought up by the Holy Ghost and Comfort, even, even the, 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 the act, the rite of the water baptism, which was done by St. John the Baptist, mm -hmm. where they were not even, they're not, today they're not even doing that. Because you see that when they were doing that, they was actually confessing their sins. They, right. don't, they don't yeah. do that right now. So even the actual, the, the, 
the physical act of getting water poured over them and them for being forgiven of their sins or confessing their sins, they're not doing that today. So they're not even doing the real act of baptism alone. They're not even doing that, St. James. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I, I was going to say. This I was like, hey, when's the last time you saw somebody going dipping in the water? I'm like, I'm a fornicator. I have issues with lust. I can't do that. <laughs> so again, the, the, it's a gimmick. Again, because they don't have the truth. They don't have the Holy Spirit. So this is what John was doing. Let's read verse 7 again. And preach saying, There cometh one mightier than I after me the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. Yeah, I'm not even worthy. He's telling you the one that's coming after me, which is the Messiah. He said, I'm not even worthy to unloose his shoes and take it off. Not even worthy of that. That's how, that's how holy this man is that's coming after me. I'm not even worthy to take off his shoes. I'm not even worthy to untie his loose, his Unloose his shoes, his laces. I'm not even worthy to untie his laces. St. James. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it puts it, it puts it in perspective for real. It's like, look, there's one that's coming after after me. Is not even. I can't even touch him. I can't even touch him. Can't even touch him. Like if you if you can't even take off somebody's shoes, like you can't touch him. And like you said so very well. Holy, that's separate. That's not. Nope. This is. Yeah, this is the son of God right here. This is God. So let's read verse 8, and then we're going to go back to Matthew, because I, I want to read the part of Matthew where it says that um, John said he had to be baptized of him. But read verse 8. This, this, is, this is the purpose of why John came. Now it's going to start to explain his ministry. Read verse 8. I indeed have baptized you with water. Yeah, see, I truly am baptizing you with water and letting you know to confess your sins and to repent. I indeed am doing that. But remember, he's letting them know, remember... I'm here to prepare the way for the one that's coming after me. Read on. But he shall baptize you with the Holy Spirit. But he shall baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Now, what is that baptism? That Holy Spirit. How is that going to clean you up? As opposed to having water poured over you. We're going to get to those scriptures later. We're going to show you. What's it going to take for you to be cleaned up? Remember, we read earlier that you have to be given an understanding. And in order for you to be given the understanding, St. James, that understanding has to be opened up to you. <laughs> right. Once the understanding is opened up to you, everything within that understanding is what's going to clean you up. Let's go back to Matthews. Yes, sir. And let's go to the third chapter. And But now we're going to pick it up. Um, since we went through most of it in Mark, um, Mark was a, a more summarized version of Matthew uh, 3, but I want to pick it up to where, at the same point where he said, um, I indeed baptize you with water. Yep, verse 11, thank you. Matthew 3, verse 11, let's pick it up from there. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I. Is mightier than, than John. And, my, and John the Baptist was no joke. Okay, St. James. He was no, everybody right. took him for a prophet. He was no joke. He used to see the Pharisees and Sadducees, and he used to cut the hell out of them. If you don't understand what cut the hell out of them, he used to correct them like crazy. Read on. I, who's 
excuse me, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. I wanted that part right there. I wanted the fire because guess what? This is for everybody that's out there. This is why we we let you know that the whole world life in wickedness. And the whole world life in wickedness, if you continue in that wickedness, what you're gonna receive is that fire, that second coming. And John is then you know that he's that Christ is coming, the one that was coming, which was Jesus Christ, the Savior. He's coming to baptize you, he's coming to clean you, he's coming to purify. Because another word for baptize is purify. He said he's coming to purify you with the Holy Spirit. But if you don't receive that Holy Spirit, which we're going to go into later on what that, what that is, then you're going to be purified with fire. And that's going to happen in the second coming. So if you don't accept Jesus Christ and you continue in your lies and, and in your wickedness, guess what's going to purify you? Fire. <laughs> that's the second coming, St. James. Right. And, that, and that's why we were saying this is so serious. And this is why it's so... Um, it's so grievous because this is coming to the time that we're shortly entering into where you, if you are hearing yep. this, if you're hearing this show and this is reaching your ears and you're hearing this information, then this is it. This is time to change. It's time to send that email in to blogtalk at icgjc.org and make right. sure you make contact with us because look, this is, this is that serious. You either go you either got to change Repent, start doing things the right way, or you get that fire. That's right. And they don't even know what that fire is like. Because like, I, I don't even want to experience that fire. That fire is. Man. Listen, we had there, there's there's been a, a there's a little tiny 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 taste of that fire with what happened to Son of the Gomorrah. And, and when you look at those remains right now, there's nothing that grows in that area. The, the sulfur in that area could be seen from a satellite. Uh. The amount of degrees that, that when scholars try to tell you uh, scientifically the stuff that happened, they tell you that that, that didn't come from the earth. Okay? <laughs> there's, there's, <laughs> there's still parts, like what I mentioned before, there's still parts of that area that you break a piece off of the of the sulfur and you still see red fire on it. I explained that. I mean, come on, explain that. Uh. This, I mean, so much sulfur that caused the... The sea became dead. St. James, the sea became dead. It's known as the Dead Sea. You go out there, you throw yourself, you cannot drown. You just float. <laughs> right, yeah, so much salt in there. So much salt, so much sulfur from the fire that came down from heaven that is not of this earth. That was a tiny, tiny, tiny taste because that only happened to a certain area. Imagine what God is coming to do to this planet. Mm. I mean, we have surpassed even the acts of Sodom and Gomorrah. Those areas, we surpassed that, St. James. So right. We know That's that the we amount of wickedness, yeah. Oh, man. So you have to repent. You have to understand what it is to be baptized. Because if you're not, if you're not truly being baptized, you're still in sin. And this is why we're trying to explain that to you. So let's read it again. Um... He shall baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Let's jump to verse 13 now. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. Stop. So this is what people might say. People might say, well, aren't you supposed to follow Jesus Christ? Well, they'll, they'll say that to try to, um, you know, <laughs> to try to acknowledge the fact that they are Baptists. Yeah, but they yeah, ask them if they're keeping the laws. <laughs> ask them if they're doing everything that Christ did to the T. Um, 
But um, this is going to show you here the reason why Christ had to be baptized. There was a reason. We're going to explain that reason why. It's going to make all the sense in the world. So let's read that. Read verse 13. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. So now Christ is coming to be baptized of John. Why is, coming, why is Christ, which is the one that's supposed to come after John, coming to be baptized of him? Read. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and cometh thou to me? John is like, nah, <laughs> I need you to baptize me, because I'm the right. one that prepared the way to be baptized of you, because you're going to be baptizing everybody by the Holy Spirit, and you come into me? Look what Christ said. And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. So what, what that's basically saying is that Christ is letting John know that everybody was destined a certain purpose. And you have to fulfill your righteousness. You have to fulfill the purpose of why you was here to do. What were you here to do? You was here to prepare the way. So what was Christ doing? He was legitimizing John the Baptist as the prophet of God the Father by letting him baptize him and letting everybody show you that he's actually the son of God that came to continue on the work. Because there's an event that's going to happen right here once Christ was baptized. So what was Christ doing? He legitimized John the Baptist's ministry. He let him know this was the one that was to prepare the way. Now I'm here. Now from this point on, I'm going to continue. Read that. And Jesus, verse 16, And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove mm. and, lightning, and lighting upon him. Amazing. Read on. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Right, so this legitimized John the Baptist's ministry. Once John the Baptist's ministry reached this point, this is all showing everybody else. This is the one that was to come. This is the one that John spoke about. John the Baptist finished his ministry. It's like, it's like, it's like a right. He finished his ministry. Christ legitimized it. And now it picked up right after that. Now, soon after that, John the Baptist was arrested and he was he was martyred. St. James. Letting you know that he fulfilled his righteousness. He fulfilled his duty. Yeah, I mean, legitimized it. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, it was the same as the powers. Can you imagine? I mean, because this is what I don't think people realize. Like, this is this is truth. This is this is actual historical events. Can you imagine right. what that would look like? Mm. Right? He just our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ gets out of the water after being <laughs> baptized. You see the heavens open up, and then a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved son, whom I am well pleased. Mm. Can there be any doubt at that point? I mean, come no on. No doubt. And this is why Jesus Christ was baptized of John the Baptist to legitimize his ministry and to let all Israel know the one that John spoke about is right here. Mm. Like you said, how can you doubt that? Let's pick yeah, that's up. one of those. That's one of those things that gives you shivers right there. So it's nah, like, I'm not <laughs> right now, just saying. It's like, man. 
So you can't go back and say, well, this is why we this is why we baptize because John baptized. No, John baptized to lead to this point. From this point on, this is why the heavens opened up and showed you who the one is. Right, and and, you... and, and just <laughs> for all the haters there, because you know, because you know, there was no question like you already brought out that that John the Baptist was the prophet, and he was a prophet. So now you have the prophet of God the Father baptizing God the Son. Like you said, just handing it right off to him, and then boom. <laughs> it's like, yo. Mm. Yeah. So we're going to show you another part that actually show you that. But let's go to John. Right, so let's go to the book of John, chapter uh, 3, and we're going to go to um verse 25, St. James. And we're going to show you that what we're saying is the fact that John the Baptist passed it on to Christ. And from that point, just like he said that the one that was coming after him was going to baptize with the Holy Spirit. Unless you know that that, that water baptism, St. James, was not mm -hmm. supposed to continue. So I don't know how these churches got it mixed up. Because guess what? God is not the author of confusion. Where you're supposed to receive a water baptism um, and be renewed in the Spirit and be saved by that act or that right that they call it. The Scriptures don't tell you that. The Scriptures tell you that from the, the time that Christ appeared unto John, that John baptized him, Christ picked it up from that point, and he continued the baptism, but through the Holy Spirit. And we're gonna show you that this is exactly what John did. He passed it on to Christ and he said certain things. So let's go to let's go to John's account and let's go to the book of uh book of John, chapter three and verse 24. Because this is actually what we were saying. This happened right after that. St. John chapter 3, verse 24. For right. John was not yet cast into prison. So he was getting ready to get cast into prison, but he was not cast into prison. Read on. Then there arose a question between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purifying. So now purifying is also baptism. Because now why is the question coming up? Because again, you can't just pick yourself up and claim yourself to be purifying the children of Israel. You have to be somebody special, St. Uh, Saint James. You have to be ordained by God. You have to be the prophet of God the Father. You have to be our Lord and Savior in Jesus Christ call yourself purifying, ordained by these men, Jesus Christ mainly, to go out and purify. So there was a question about purifying. Read on. And they came unto John and said unto him, Rabbi, he that was with thee beyond Jordan, to whom thou bearest witness, behold, the same baptizeth, and all men come to him. So now all men is no longer coming to John, St. James. You see that? But they right. now come into Christ. Why? Because John fulfilled his ministry. He was letting everybody know symbolically this water that cleans your flesh is the same way that Christ is going to come and clean your spirit. It's the same way you have to confess your sins and repent. Read on. John answered and said, A man can receive nothing except to be given him from heaven. So this is showing you that everything that he did came from heaven. Can't do nothing. Same thing with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Just, just like you've seen a dove come down and let you know that this was who? This was the Son of God. And the voice came and said, this is the, the Son of God in whom I will please. That, let you, that solidified that this was the Messiah. Just like it solidified that John the Baptist was the prophet of God the Father. That messenger, St. James, that Isaiah prophesied about. Read on. Verse 28. You yourselves bear, bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but that I am sent before him. Right, I am sent before him. So he's letting you know that's him. Go to 30. He must increase. Read it again. He must increase. So when Christ came and he solidified John as 
John the Baptist, he solidified his ministry, and now he was baptized of him. It's like John passing it to Christ. And this is what this is what John said. He said, he must increase because now Christ's ministry is coming to play. When you read the book of Luke, it tells you that once he was baptized from John, that he began his ministry. At what age, St. James? At the age of 30. So when Christ began his ministry, he had to be baptized first by John to, to solidify his ministry, to let him know the one that, that you prophesied to come is now fulfilled. So John said he must increase. What did he say about his ministry? Read on. But I must decrease. You see that? I must decrease. I must decrease. So he's letting you know that my ministry has come in, is getting ready to come to an end, and Christ's ministry is just beginning. See that how clear that is, St. James? Uh, That's yes, super sir. clear. But how you got these churches talking about you have to be baptized by water when John clearly told you his ministry had to decrease? which was water baptism, because it was symbolic. And Christ's ministry had to increase. There's another scripture, which we didn't have time, but in 1 Corinthians, it tells you that all were baptized into the sea, but yet they weren't in the water. <laughs> right. <Wait a> <laughs> How do you explain huh? that, St. James? <laughs> they were not hmm. in the water. They passed by the water, but yet they were all baptized into the sea. Again, what does that let you know? That lets you know, St. James, that that is symbolic. Right. Is dealing with symbolic. It's letting them know that it was coming out of uh, death and being reborn and being resurrected as a nation when they got out of the Red Sea. But that, the point that I mentioned that, because we don't have time to go into that, that, that that's, that's like a whole class within itself. That's just letting right. you know that that was symbolic. Just right. like what John was doing was symbolic. So now let's show you that. Let's show you that this is dealing with of symbolism as far as cleaning yourself up, washing yourself. Let's go to first. Um, let's go to uh, Psalms one nineteen, and let's get into this baptism, the true meaning of baptism. We're dealing with what Christ was coming to do, which is to baptize through the Holy Spirit, which was going to be what through the Word. Psalms one nineteen, and read verse nine, please. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? Yeah, how is a young man gonna cleanse us? When you say young man, this is this is including everybody here. How is an individual going to cleanse his way? How is a young man going to clean his way? How are you going to clean yourself up? Are you just going to take a shower when you're cleaned up? Is, is that what it takes, St. James? To get dipped in water and you're done to be submerged underwater, which is what baptism is, water baptism, and you're done, you're clean? And that's so, it. Are you, clean? are you clean spiritually, though? You might be clean physically, but are you clean spiritually? So when it says here, read it again. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? Yeah, when it's talking about cleaning his way, it's not talking about uh, um, when you have to clean yourself, that means you're filthy, you're dirty. It's not talking about cleaning yourself cleaning yourself up physically, St. James, but it's talking about cleaning yourself up spiritually, okay? Which is what Christ was coming to do, which is what John was preparing everybody to do by giving them the water baptism. It was symbolic to show you, just like water, which is pure, cleans you up, from your filth, when Christ comes, he's going to clean you up through the Holy Spirit. How is that Holy Spirit going to do? It is through the understanding of the word. So read it one more time, please. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? How you going to clean your, how you going to clean yourself up spiritually? Read on. By taking heed there, 
thereto according to thy word. You see that? What's going to clean you up? By taking heed according to thy word. So what's going to clean you up spiritually? The word. The word. That's what's going to clean you up. Let's hold that and let's get another one. Let's get another, let's get another uh, example here of cleaning yourself up. Let's go to Acts, not Acts. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 1, verse 16 real quick. If this is not talking about being spiritually clean, why, why is it saying it like this? Why is the scriptures speaking in this way, St. James? Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19. Let's read that. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. No, no, 116. I'm sorry. Wash you. What? Make wash what? you. What? Wash you. <laughs> wash you. It's not, it's not telling you go take a shower. You know, you hear somebody smell, damn, you gotta go take a shower, bro. Like, <laughs> get washed. That's not what it, it's not what it's saying. It's, like, it's not saying, damn, man, you know what I'm saying? You need to wash up. It's not what it's talking about. When it says wash you, what is it referring to? It's referring to spiritually being washed. How do we know that? Read on. Make you clean. Make it what? away yourself clean. What's gonna? What are you being clean from? Filth in your flesh, or filth in the spirit? Read. Put away the evil of your doings. Wait a minute. From... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So this washing, Saint James, and this cleaning, Saint James, is talking about evil, getting rid of the evil. Is that what you're telling me? Is that what the scripture is saying, Saint James? That's what it reads, yes, sir. Put away the evil. As you put it away, that means it's gone, right? Right. So that's but what's gonna cause you to get washed? What's gonna cause you to get clean? Mm. The word of God. Read it again. Wash you, make you clean, put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes. Mm. Read on. Is that it on that? Cease. Nah, one, one more, sir. Mm -hmm. Cease to do evil, like crystal clear right there. Stop doing <laughs> evil. How are you going to get cleaned up? Oh, let me dump myself in some water and I'm good. What are you talking about? <laughs> Dumping yourself in some water going to stop you from sinning? Or do you have to make a change yourself? What's going to cause you to make that change? The word of God. Uh. What's going to cause you to make that change? The word of God. How is the word of God going to cause you to make that change? Because it's going to give you understanding. How you gotta, how you going to get understanding? Christ has to make you to understand the scriptures. That means it's going to take the word to clean you up. What did the scripture say in Psalms 119 verse 9? You don't have to get it. I'll read it. Wherewith thou shalt a young man clean his way. In other words, how is a young man going to clean his way? Why? Because he's filthy. He's dirty. What's called him to be dirty? Sin. Uh. It says, by taking heed thereto, according to thy word. That's right. And you right there saying, wash you, make you clean. Put away the evil. What's going to do that? The word of God. Uh, why was John doing water baptism? Because it represented the word. Represent where Christ was coming to. Why the word? Because Christ is the word. Proverbs 30 verse 5. Let's show you that. Yes, sir. Close. Let's read that. Every word of God read that is again. pure. Read that every, again. Every word or every 
Every word of God is pure. You see that? Pure. Pure. It's not filtered, nothing. What is water? Pure. So God is there, it's comparing the word to water, which we're going to get later on. Every word of God is pure. There's nothing wrong with it. You want to tell you something's, word, something's wrong with the word of God? No, something's wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with the word of God. It is pure. The King James 1611 version of the Bible, which is the one translated from the original tongues, from the ancient Hebrew to the Greek, Latin, and later on English, is the pure word of God. Every word of God is pure. Is that it on that? Uh, it is a shield? Yeah, a shield, yeah. Read that for me. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. You put your trust in the word of God, which is putting your trust in Christ. It is a shield. What is a shield? It is a defense mechanism. So anything that's coming at you, that's going to try to defy you, you have the word in you, you'll be able to defend yourself from that. Because you have the knowledge of salvation in you. To be able to defend from the wickedness and no, this is not, I'm not supposed to do that. That's evil. That's against God because you have the word of God in you and it's going to purify you. Matthew 4, verse 4. Got it, sir. Read it, please. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Read it one more time, please. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone. This is why you're supposed to put the whole word, all the word is pure. Why? Read on. But by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Yeah, so man is not, you're not supposed to be, you know, the flesh is sustained by food and water. That's what causes your flesh to live. If you don't have food and water, eventually you will die. So what God is letting you know that flesh needs food and water, but that's not the only thing you need. Your spirit needs to be fed as well. And what does your spirit need to be fed with? With every word of God, St. James. Every word of God. Now, why every word of God? Because Jesus Christ is the word. So when you put the word in you, St. James, what are you doing? Essentially, you are putting Christ in you. Mm. Let's read that. Let's read Hebrews chapter 10, verse 7. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 7. Then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do thy will, O God. You see that? So this is why you have to get the word of God in you. We read that earlier, that Christ said to his disciples when he get, when he opened up their understanding that he was written about where? In the law, in the prophets, in the Psalms. Everything was written about concerning him. He's the word. He is the word. So when you put the word in you, you put in who? You put in Christ in you. And it says right here, behold, I come in the volume of the book. That's all 80 books. Mm. Yes, I said that right. All 80 Books. Wait a minute. I thought there was 66. All 80 books. Right. Okay, you have 14 books. The the the, the Old Testament and the New Testament right now, uh, when you pick up a regular King James Version, has 66 books. Okay. When you put on the original books that was removed, that's 
14 more books. It's known as the Apocrypha. The word Apocrypha means hidden. What was saying about these books, they were removed from the original uh, 1611 King James Version of the Bible. Why did God allow this? Because this, it was prophesied that it was, to happen. it was going to happen. It was prophesied. God tell you that he's going to put a curse on anybody that removed anything from these words. It was prophesied that it was going to happen. And then God still allowed the Bible to be intact. You could still get the 1611 uh, King James Version Bible with the complete books. But those books have a lot of stuff. I was saying, James, a lot of stuff, mm -hmm. things concerning the end that, um, you know, Satan didn't want to allow to be seen. But God still allowed his book to be accessible because he's God. One, he prophesied it would happen. And two, you can still receive it. You can still get it. So it's still there. So all right. eight books is the word of God come in the volume of the book. So Christ is all throughout the Bible. St. James, so again, when you're putting the word in you, it says, how is a young man going to clean his way by where to take it in the word of God? You have to put the word of God in you. Why? Because every word of God is pure. God told you, man, should not live by bread alone, but by every word, every word. Now, you can't miss not one word, but put every word of God in you. That's what's going to call you to live, to live forever. Because Christ is the word. Unless hear it out of Christ's own mouth. John chapter 6, verse 63. Yes, sir. Read it when you get it, please. John chapter 6, verse 63. It is the spirit that quickeneth. See, it is the spirit that quickeneth. The word quickeneth means to make alive. It is the spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that makes you alive. Okay. This is Christ speaking out of his own mouth. Read on. The flesh profiteth nothing. Yeah, you can't give yourself into the flesh. The Bible tells you that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. So you can't be in the flesh and you can't do the things of the flesh, but you have to do the things of the spirit because the things of the flesh is not going to profit you anything. Read on. The words that I speak unto you. What did Christ say? The words that I speak unto you. The words that he speaks unto us, and he speaks unto us in the whole Bible. The words that he speaks unto us, read on. They are spirit. They are what? Spirit. Right. The Holy Spirit. Take the Spirit of God to give you understanding. They are spirit. Read on. And they are life. And that's what's going to cause you to live forever. In another part of the Bible, Christ said, He that is thirsty, come drink of this water that he has. He's talking about everlasting life. When you go, when you follow Christ and you follow his word, which is the Bible, that's everlasting life. Let's go to John. You're coming up to an end now. This is what's going to clean you up. This is what baptism is. St. James, spiritual baptism. And this is what we're supposed to continue on from the time that Christ Continued, picked up, started his ministry from John, the time that John the Baptist baptized him. And this is what he was doing. He was teaching, 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 teach, teaching. What did he tell his disciples? He says, teach all nations. Those nations are Israelites that scattered throughout the planet Earth. He says, baptize them. Clean them up. How? Through the word. John 17, verse 17. Yes, sir. St. John 17, verse 17. Sanctify them. Go ahead. Sanctify them through thy truth. See, what are we supposed to do? Sanctify means to clean you up. So Christ is saying, clean them up. Okay, he's talking to his disciples now. 
okay? He's talking to the ones that he ordained to be teachers. Because somebody might say, well, who ordained you to be a teacher? Who ordained you to tell us you got to be cleaned up? Guess what God did? How about that? God is the one that ordained us, St. James. We're not standing here because we feel like doing what we want to do. We have been ordained by God through his prophet to, to be a teacher and to go out and teach. So just like Christ told his disciples, this is our job to tell you this. This is what Christ told his disciples to do. Read. Read it again. Sanctify them through thy truth. Sanctify them. Clean them up. How? Through thy truth. How are we going to clean you up? Through thy truth. What is the truth that's going to clean you up? Read on. Thy word is truth. The Bible is the truth. What's going to clean you up? The word of God is going to clean you up. Sanctify them through thy truth. Sanctify them through the Bible. Teach him God's word. Teach them about Christ. When you go into the Acts of the Apostles, what did you see them doing? They was teaching everyone about Christ. What were they doing? They was cleaning them up. They were sanctifying them. They was cleansing them. They was doing the spiritual baptism that Christ was coming to do. They was continuing on in his work. That's why he raised up the 12. And the 12 continued and raised up more and more. And eventually 144,000 teachers. And then to teach all Israel. St. James. To clean his people up through the word. Right, because that's the only way we're going to make it. That's the only way you're going to make it. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26. Yes, sir. Let's read that. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. <laughs> read that again. So what God is doing now is he's comparing the word again to water. This is why every, every word of God is pure. This is why John the Baptist was baptizing with water. Because it represents purification. It represents purifying. Why? Because the word is pure. Every word of God is pure. What is the word going to do? Read it again. That he might sanctify and cleanse it. That might cl with... clean them up. Sanctify means to cleanse. Clean them up and cleanse them. Read on. With a washing of water. The washing of the water. Wa Just stop. I'm sorry. Let's read that part again by the washing of water. With the washing of water. With the washing of water. So like, just like you've seen John the Baptist doing this symbolically, Christ was going to be doing this spiritually. How? Through the word. Read that last part again. They might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. The washing of water by the word. So the word represents the washing of water. St. James, you see that? What John the Baptist was doing symbolically is what Christ was going to be doing spiritually through his word. What's going to clean you up? How is a young man going to clean his way? By taking heed to every word of God. What's going to clean you up? The washing of water by the word. You see that? Mm. That's what's going to clean you up. Last scripture. And this is what Christ told us. And when you come into the Israelite Church of Jesus Christ, this is what's going to happen to you. I'm sorry, you Mr. It? Powers. Go ahead. If possible, can we just read verse 27? Because it just, yeah, I don't know if it's going absolutely. to take you off, but it's like, shh. let's read it. That he might present it to himself a glorious church, mm. not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. You see that? So the reason why you're being cleansed up, 
The reason why you're being purified is so you can present yourself to God without spot. That bride that's ready, that's clean, that has that white wedding dress, ready to be handed over to her bride, which is who Jesus Christ, perfect, a virgin, clean, pure, ready to receive Christ in everlasting life. St. James, you want to say something on that? Yeah, because so that's what the question is then. So if, if being baptized in water like they're doing in churches today, how does being baptized in water yield this result right here? Ooh, ooh. Wow, you just hit him with a, with a one-two right there. <laughs> how are you going to be presented holy and without blemish? What ooh. blemish does this washing in water take away? Washing in regular water. You <laughs> might take off a dirt smudge, that's about it. How is this, how are you going to be washed in the spirit? Spirit. You baptize underwater, yet yeah, you go right outside your church and smoke a cigarette. Right. <laughs> and eat ham chops downstairs in your basement. <laughs> <laughs> Pork chops, ham chops, all type of yeah. madness. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. I didn't want to take you off track, sir, but I was, no, I saw, I was all that right there when I was reading. I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Thank you. Let's go to John chapter 15, verse 3. And we're going to give you, we're going to show you exactly what Christ said. And this is going to be the last scripture for this class. Have you been baptized? If you're not being baptized according to the way we're showing you right here, which is according to the word of God, you're not being, you're not really being baptized. You're not really being cleaned. If you're, if you're uh, doing the rite of uh, water baptism in these churches, that, that's not cleaning you up. Matter of fact, you ain't even supposed to be in these churches. This is the point of us having this class. <laughs> the baptism, the, the Baptist church is finished, okay? So if you're in the Baptist church, you got to get out of there and come to the Israelite Church of God in Jesus Christ where the truth is taught. Because that ritual rite of you having the water baptism is of none effect. It's not going to lead you into everlasting life. John chapter 15, verse 3, St. James. Now ye are clean through Read the word. Again. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. And this is Christ telling us. That his word is what's going to clean you up. So now that you're listening to us, if you take heed to the words of Christ that's coming through his teachers that have been ordained to teach, read verse, read verse 3 again. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Now you have received, St. James, a true baptism. Mm. This class right here is a representation of what a true baptism is. It is cleaning you up in the word of God. So you That's get right. the opportunity to receive everlasting life, which is the reason why Christ came and died on the cross. So you can have the ability to repent and be forgiven of your sins. Water baptism is not going to fulfill that. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. St. James, anything you want to say on that? Yes, sir, because now only when you are clean will you be allowed to inherit the kingdom of God, which is the whole point of going to church in the first place. That's right. That's right. And where is that place? The Israelite Church of God in Jesus Christ. Where else are you going to be told that you just received a true baptism according to God's word? If what we're saying is incorrect, then please show us. <laughs> because which we not, which we know we're not, because we talk again. We was told by the Holy Ghost and comfort, and it's clear in His Word that this is what God wants. This is what's going to cause you to be clean. Is His Word? Yeah. How are you going to get a, How are you going to get around 
the word spoken out of our Lord, King and Savior, Jesus Christ's own mouth. And mm -hmm. say that it's about water when he says, now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. That's right. That's right. And as, as long as you come into this truth and you hear the teachings, you will be clean through the word of Christ, which he has spoken unto us because he comes in the volume of the book. St. James. That's right. As long as you come in, hear the word, and then start to demonstrate that understanding of the word by putting that word into action, put it into effect. So when it says certain things you're not supposed to do, then you stop doing those things. And it's a continual process. And that's how your faith grows and, and the journey that each and every one of us are on until we are able to present ourselves clean and holy without spot, without blemish, just like our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ requires. Oh, Amen. Praise God Almighty, Mr. Powers. Thank you, sir. That's right. Praise the Almighty, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Praise our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for sending us the gospel and comforter, which has brought everything back into our remembrance and has taught us the truth as Christ has put it back in him to give it back to us. That's so again, right. this has been another episode of Mysteries of the Bible, again, revealing the mysteries, the secrets of the Bible, which is not taught on this planet Earth, only through the Israelite Church of God and Jesus Christ. Um, the time that we're living in is extremely evil. It is time for you to wake up and come into the truth. The time is now. This is why we're telling you, you have to clean yourself up. Because if you remain in your filth and you remain in your sin, then you're going to be purified with fire. That's and right. That's the word of God. Blog talk at icgac.org. Until peace. the next time, until the next episode, we bid you peace and shalom. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. I want you to understand it. it's a mystery. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. These people in a mystery. It is given unto you. Read on to know the mystery. Mystery, even a mystery. Hit from ages through history. Generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, the nation. Victory. You're listening to, listening to mysteries of his life. Now, since mysteries of the Bible has been on the air, uh, our main goal was to establish truth according to God.